Because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. Not it's all about not. control. To them we just cattle. Numbers battling each other while they're creeping in the shadows. Scheming, plotting, clocking your every move. Locked in your mind, brainwashed until it's rocking. Got the population operating as they want them. Symbolically mocking them, thinking nothing can stop them. So open your eyes to the lies of the evil. The poison in the minds and the lives of your people. And every time they lead you down the line to deceive you. And by then, it's always too late to see. Through the veil that they hide behind, cause your third eye is blind. Better take a stand, we running out of time. Ain't nobody coming to save us, fuck what you had in mind. Arm yourself with the truth and jump behind the battle line. Can we turn it around? Yeah, it's possible. Attached to the strings, being pulled by puppet masters. This is for the youth, searching for the proof. Keep on looking for the clues. I'll provide you with some truth. This is for the ones waking up from the spell, beginning to discover themselves. Yeah, this is for the youth, searching for the truth. Keep on looking for the clues. I'll provide you with some proof. Hey, yo, the stage is set, the game is rigged, the system is broken. Blind obey, give their mind away to these political, parasitical, cynical, criminal minded individuals getting you to surrender your freedoms to the hands of the state. With every boogeyman they create, playing they order out of chaos in order to enslave us, distorted our brains to morally degrade us. Faces off against each other while they move the pieces on the global chessboard, directing the hordes. I don't come to bring peace, I was set with a sword, a truth to get you mentally ready for war. Step forth if you got the balls to call out these tyrants or submit your through silence, cause in this filthy system ain't a single soul to trust, it ain't right versus left, it's a state versus this us, this is for the world, this is for the masses, attached to the strings, being pulled by puppet masters, this is for the youth, searching for the proof, keep on looking for the clues, I'll provide you with some truth, this is for the ones waking up from the spell, beginning to discover themselves, yeah, this is for the youth, searching for the truth, keep on looking for the clues, I'll provide you with some proof, this is for the world, world. Hey, all right. So I'm back after a little bit of after a couple of weeks off. Um, little update. Let's see here. What's been going on with me? Well, I got pretty sick uh, just after the last live stream that I did. I got, <clears throat> I fell ill and uh, just recovering from that. I had a, a fever for a couple of days. Uh, supposedly, it, it's COVID. It was COVID. Um, you know, I had I had an at-home test. You know that I administered myself. Felt that uh, might be a good idea to do that. I I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know. I I kind of just felt it to be right for me to be able to administer an at-home test. I did two of them uh, over the course of about, you know, 48 hours, or actually almost three days. Uh, I took I, I administered two 
at-home tests to uh, to myself and they both came back positive at that point i got on the horn and uh you know got got i took care of myself okay um i am unvaccinated i don't i don't believe that i need to be vaccinated against this thing any and i've got natural if those tests were correct now i know i have natural immunity you see that's why i was curious about it to see if a test would be uh coming back positive it would help me in the future believe uh, that i have a natural immunity to this thing if it is what they say it is but i'll tell you something I've never been sick like that in my life. I have had, the, I've had, uh, you know, I've I've been sick plenty of times in my life with uh, various things, and I'll let you I'll let you in on a little secret. Tuesday night, that my fever my fever was so high, I was hallucinating. I had these weird dreams, and. It's very difficult to explain, but it was it was something else. Um, never before have I really been bedridden because of a because of a sickness. This time I was for about almost forty eight hours. It was difficult for me to even stand up. Um, it was it, it was uh, it was it was kind of a scene, you know. I had a little bit of trouble breathing the first the first night that tuesday night there where i was having these crazy dreams and and everything i, I was having a little trouble breathing it was uh it was definitely something to consider that i came down with this weird new thing you know and just to set the record straight, I've always thought I, I have I have never been the one to, to come out and say that the thing isn't real. I I uh, I'm not about to go to such great such so, such lengths to claim that something's not even real. Um, I've just always been in the camp of not necessarily believing that it's what they've said it is. It's never what they say it is. We've been doing this live stream for this is the seventh uh the seventh episode of reading this book and through this book we've discovered a lot of things we've we've discovered obviously uh for people that are new this see this uh government it, it cannot be trusted and when all of the information is downstream all the information made public is downstream from these people obviously that information can't be trusted but uh, plenty of people get sick all the time with all sorts of different things. So who's to say, you know, having said that, I will just, I will, you know, again, say that when I was, when I was sick last week, uh, after the last live stream, I mean, it, it was like nothing I've ever felt in my life. It took me about four days to recover and i'm telling you i've all i i've always been the guy that gets sick 
goes to sleep and the next day I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling all right. I'm back up on my feet in no time. You know, maybe take a day off work here and there, uh, but it's never really been more than a day. And I'm back up on my feet and ready to go. This had me down and out for about three solid days and not until the fourth day was I even really able to get up and move around uh, to some kind of normal capacity. So I didn't take any medication. I took some ibuprofen uh, like two days in and and whatever. I didn't, I just stayed hydrated. Uh, I, did, I took zero medication. Uh, I did, I did, however, have ivermectin tablets and HCQ tablets on hand with plenty of, well, I was taking uh, hyper doses of vitamin D, C, and dosing regularly with zinc uh, through this experience just to, you know, keep that regiment up that I've been, I've actually been keeping a strict regiment of, of uh, vitamin D, C, and zinc through, you know, just because in the winter time, obviously you're not getting a lot of vitamin D, you're not exposed to the sun, so supplementing with that is always great. I highly recommend that for anybody really that lives in these that lives in these climates such as me where literally right now there's like a blizzard. I'm looking out my window at a blizzard. It's it's been going on all day. The sun hasn't been out all day, and we've gotten about a foot and a half of snow in the last like twelve hours. Uh, actually, no, probably 16 hours. So it's, it's pretty, pretty intense out there right now. Um, but in any case, I just want to let you guys all know, uh, why last week there wasn't a regular stream, uh, according to schedule and that I am back to hundred percent. I can smell everything. I can taste everything. Uh, not dying. I didn't die. I don't have any long COVID uh, symptoms or whatever. And I beat the thing with a couple of, couple of doses of, of ibuprofen and some vitamin D and zinc and vitamin C. Um, I'm 30, I'm almost 33 years old. I'm in relatively good health. I have a relatively good diet. Uh, and I, I get pretty good exercise, uh, on a daily basis. And I just want people to know that for me, it wasn't serious. And I bet it can be that way for the vast amount of people. So the, such a large majority of people out there could just get by. People get sick and die every single day for all of time. This is no different. And there's nothing to be scared about. There's nothing to be panicking about or anything. Um, you know, of course I'm not a doctor. So you, you know, you got to know something though. When I did, I actually did call my doctor just to see, and there was nothing. They, there, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. They literally told me there's nothing that they can do for me. And I was like, Hmm, not surprised. So you guys know, even your doctors aren't going to do anything for you. And <laughs> well, they didn't do any, my doctors didn't do anything for me. And I, uh, was not surprised, but I was able to do things for myself. And so frontline COVID care, uh, Alliance or whatever it is, FLCCC.com. you can go there. And I think I've actually might, I might've posted links for that in the discord. 
on the links channel. If I have, if I'm going to go back and check, if I haven't, uh, I will. So, and I'll provide that information for you guys during the interview that I'm going to be uh, airing in just a couple of minutes after I get done with a couple more housekeeping, uh, you know, things here that I, I wanted to talk about before we jump into the interview that I, I was interviewed on Thursday by Chris Jansen, his live show, uh, every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And I almost said specific because I'm slightly retarded, but it's funny. <laughs> um, I had a great time. Chris is an excellent host. I really, really, really implore all of my, uh, my listenership to support him. He is a, he's a, a fantastic person and just, I could not, I could not speak any better of him. Like he really is just like a very gracious host and geez, I, anyways, you guys will be able to see for yourself just how nice this man is. And, uh, so in a few minutes, but I want, I want everyone to know that I, um, I think that tonight we can accomplish finishing this book after the interview. Um, I think we'll be able to finish this book. We're going to run late. We're gonna, I think that there's about 40 pages left of the book and I did some, I did some uh, reading ahead and the last like 10 pages aren't really much. Uh, there's not much, I guess, real like information there other than um, you know, information about the people involved in making the book, which will, you know, definitely try to blast right through that. But I mean, we've been talking about these people throughout the book. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. The last, the last, you know, good chunk of the book is, uh, is something that I want to accomplish tonight. Have it end on seven, you know, this first project of, of the live stream would be great to have it be a seven part series, I guess. Um, as always, I have provided some links in the show notes. Uh, tonight you'll find a lot of, uh, PDFs, uh, John Taylor Gatto, uh, a few of his books are in there. I've provided also some, uh, some, let's see, what else did I provide here? Uh, some facts about fluoride. And I've also, um, provided a PDF of the philosophies of education where you can find all the Ivium, uh, methods of truth discovery. That's going to be important information for the future. And I would like all of you to go to the discord and download all those PDFs. If you don't already have John Taylor Gatto's work, I think that you'll, if you've made it this far, if you're a regular listener of my show and you like what I have to say, you'll understand a lot more of where I uh, glean this information from when I speak out about public schools, when I, you know, <laughs> so uh, you'll learn more about me, uh, about me by learning where I learned how to step away from that system through John Taylor Gatto and his work. Uh, he's a very big inspiration of mine. And when it comes to my course of action, I, I go and kind of 
you know, I, I, I look into what he does and, um, I also have, uh, an, an, excuse me, an intermission that we might get to tonight or might not. Uh, if we don't get to it, I will provide that video on my website, uh, freeyourmindne.com. I'll, I'll provide the video there. You can go there and find it. It is a, not me, but another show interviewed John Taylor Gatto, and it's about an hour long, and I don't think we'll have time to get to it tonight, to be honest. So I'll, I'll just get that up on the website as soon as possible in the next, uh, maybe tomorrow or even tonight, um, during the interview, maybe I can just post that right on the website there, do it live type of type of deal. Um, and then what else has been going on? Um, uh, I think I might've covered just about what I need to cover and, and whatever. Oh, uh, after the last live stream, I kind of made this, I, I might've mentioned this in the last live stream. I may not have, but I kind of made this decision that the live discussion should only be taking place on Odyssey. The reason being is I think that it's a little unfair of me to ask my audience to have all so much busyness going on. So if you're on Odyssey, obviously you're on Odyssey watching this and if you want to, uh, chat, please chat in the, uh, the space provided on Odyssey. It's, it's just easier for everybody. I figured that I gotta, <laughs> I gotta let it be what it can be and not have to ask you guys to have Odyssey and Discord and all this stuff. Of course, still join the Discord, please. Um, and chat throughout the week. Look up, uh, you'll need the Discord to look up all the links that I'm sharing and and, and everything like that and, and uh, to stay up to date with what's going on with, you know, my peers and the other people that I feature on this show when I do interviews and whatnot because a lot of them are there. I know uh, Mr. Sean McCann is very active. He has a Discord of his own that you can find. Actually, you can find him through mine and get to his. And even uh, New York Patriot, who actually I have an interview with him uh, when we we talk about Tool uh, and and whatnot. But even you can even contact my guests through there because a lot of them are participating in my discord channel or you know in other places um so that's a good resource to have but at the end of the day i can't really expect you guys to be running odyssey and discord while watching the show at the same time and trying to type it all up and do whatever you guys feel like doing in there uh so yeah let's just keep it simple and we'll just keep it to the odyssey odyssey chat and you know we'll be able to We'll be able to narrow it down and and hopefully it'll be easier for you guys. I kind of think of it like if I were watching the show and I was like, why is this guy? I, I'd be asking, why is this guy, you know, got me not using this perfectly good? Like he's streaming on this service and there's a perfectly good chat function on that, like on that service. But I have to go to a different one. Like I'd be kind of, I don't know. I might not want to say anything. I might not even want to watch, <laughs> but this is important information. So I got to bend a little bit for you, for the sake of you guys.
because I'm not I'm doing this for you guys. So, uh, hmm, I think that might I think that might be it. So I mean, after what 20 minutes? Yeah, of me just rambling away, almost almost 20 minutes of me just rambling away. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Of course, I'm James Coitner, and you're watching A Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth. And, you know, uh, just thank you for being here. And always, always, uh, always fun. So we're going to go, and I'll see you guys in about an hour, because that's how long this interview is. And, uh, yeah, so see you there. Hello, hello. Welcome to the N Evil Podcast. This is Chris Jansen. Evil is a destruction of freedom. Really excited to be back this week. Um, I got some big news announcements to make to um, anybody who might be watching. I think um, Will's got that stream deck thing I got too. So let's see. Start it now that way. I'm wicked sorry guys. I know you can't yeah, I know you can't see me, but you can probably hear me. It's just, you know, OBS is being a little finicky and uh I gotta you know, I gotta do what I gotta do here for the stream. And basically what's going on right here is you're is you're seeing the interview, but I had to restart the interview. Um and the way that Chris does his show is he actually, this was actually a live stream on Thursday. And so right now what you're watching is actually us waiting for his intro to be completed. Uh, so when you go to his show on Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific and uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, you're going to see uh, an intro and in the meantime, whatever, whatever's going on <laughs> behind the camera is what you're seeing right now. And it's, so it is a little bit of a little bit of a pain in the butt, but as soon as, you know, as soon as it starts, I'm going to shut my mic off and we'll get to watching this about a, got about a minute. So um yeah that t-shirt that i'm wearing there is is uh, of my own design we talk about it briefly in the in the show oh that water looks good i'm gonna get some water in a minute but yeah i know this is a bit of a pain in the butt but i appreciate you guys sticking around and and hanging out you know while you get to see what happens a little bit behind the scenes when you might be watching uh, somebody's show. If you're not a podcaster or whatever, there's, there's quite a bit of work that goes into doing what, what we do, and it's not all just hop on a mic and start talking. Hello, so hello. We Welcome to the End Evil Podcast. This is Chris Jansen. Evil is a destruction of freedom. Really excited to be back this week. Um, I got some big news announcements to make to... Um, Anybody who might be watching, we got we got coming up soon um, an online concert, a, a free online event. Uh, 
that's put together by myself and some friends I've been meeting with for some, quite some time now, well over a year. We're called the Natural Freedom Alliance. And we're putting together this conference where we're going to have about eight speakers. And each speaker is going to speak on um, a topic related to natural law and freedom. And I'm really excited to present this to you folks and looking forward to it. Just got my presentation ready and still kind of doing the last few tweaks, but um, really fired up about this event, especially because it was just put together like me and regular folks, just like you and I, most of us don't have any experience of doing this kind of thing. We just decided we wanted to do it. We were really inspired by the Seed 4 conference. You can see I'm wearing my Seed 4 conference shirt today. I thought that was a really awesome event that was put together by the guys at Cubbyhole Podcast and inspired me. And I brought it to my friends at the Natural Freedom Alliance. And um, we came up with the idea of freedom under natural law. So um, if you haven't yet, go to freedomundernaturallaw.com and register for the event. And uh, really looking forward to seeing everybody there. And we're going to have, between the speakers, we're going to have at least one or two sessions where we do some question and answer and have a bit of discussion. So, so that's the biggest news I have to share. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming back. We're streaming live every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the onegreatworknetwork.com. And we're also streaming on Twitch. And I might be streaming on YouTube if they aren't done kicking me off because they recently um, got mad at me because I shared too much truth on their sorry ass platform. So that's about all the um, big news I got to share. Um, I'm in a really good mood tonight because I got with me um, a friend who came on the show to do this show with me. And this show is all about getting inspired. And um, I want to present to you um, somebody who's inspiring me recently because at work, I, I always throw on my, ear, my earbuds and my work can be a little bit repetitive. And I love to listen to podcasts. And recently I've been listening to Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth with James Cordner. And he's been really making my days great. And I'm inspired by James. So he's come to hang out with me on the show. What's up, James? Hey, Chris. What's up, man? Thank you. Yeah, glad to have you, brother. I'm super pumped to be here, man. You get to talk to you again. This is great. Yeah. So I was yeah. hoping, you know, because you've inspiring me that we could inspire other people and just talk about the general idea of inspiration and how it works. So, you know, you always... Um, seem like the type of person who's in a really pretty good mood, upbeat guy. You got you know, um, family, a young one. And so you got a lot to be excited about and happy about. So um, why don't you tell me what inspiration means to you? Well, inspiration for me changes uh, depending on, depending on the topic, depending on what I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, it, kind of changes on a daily basis. Of course I have like the, the, you know, the, the, the constants, you know, in the, in the equation, things that never change. Like, of course, my, my children, uh, my family, those things inspire me. Those things keep me going. They motivate me. So, but then there's other things that 
just depending, like I said, depending on the situation, it could be, it could be anything, anything really that just sparks that flame gets, gets me up and gets me moving. Um, it's not always a positive thing. I, I appreciate you seeing me as somebody who's in a good mood, you know, somebody who's <laughs> positive. Um, truth be told, it's, it's not always that way. But you must press forward. That's what I, that's, that's my, that's my motto, you know, must press forward and get through the, get through the bad times. When you have children that are looking up to you, it seems like the more that you can smile through or take in stride, and I'm not perfect. I lose my temper. I, I lose focus. And I, you know, uh, I'm only human. But when you have these children looking up to you and you're their role model, it just seems to me that the more of a beating that you can take and keep going, the more you can stay in the fight and keep going, you're going to imprint that onto them and not, and then the fight goes, it, 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 the fight, the fight gets carried over to the next generation and then they can fight it even better. Um, so I don't know. I just, I am, I'm second generation American. I'm raised by some pretty tough people and uh, just not giving up, being stubborn, having that, having that stubbornness <laughs> is definitely a trait that, that I've got from my parents. And I kind of honed in on, on uh, freedom and not taking anybody's shit. Been trying to, at least for, uh, for the more, more recent years of my life you know, with these kids hanging around and having all that, that, that great responsibility. It's, it's definitely, definitely a motivator, definitely an inspiration, you know? Oh, I just realized I was having a little bit of um, audio issues. I was getting distracted for a minute there. That's okay. Yeah. Um, what I was going to ask you next um, to talk about is, like some of the things that inspired you on your journey towards truth oh. and inspired you. I mean, cause it, what, what I find really inspiring is you know, like, here you are um, young father and you got a lot going on in your own life. And yet, you know, you still find the time and energy to put out a podcast and reach other people. So you're obviously been very impressed by um, the things you've learned about what's going on in the world and truth and freedom so um curious to see who inspired you to how did you get inspired to work so hard at trying to help other people with this um project so this is the part where it gets uh i don't know i, I might get a little long-winded goes back a long time for me uh to like early childhood uh, i had a stepfather who instilled in me these values of, of, of personal freedom, um, what it meant to, to have that, that responsibility of, of freedom and 
how to how to how to hold it and 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 get it you know how to get it and take it and and he's he's dead now uh he died when i was 16 and you know i also have other family members that uh along the way have uh that we've supported each other and and uh and this truth seeking my sister being one of them uh she's only she's a little less than two years older than me and we kind of kind of got each other's backs you know for our childhood into our teenage years and and so on and uh just kind of making sure you know that we had uh maintained those values that, that we were taught you know what's your age difference oh uh she's she's like i said just about just just a little less than two years older than me 22 oh, okay. months so we're separated by not that much time that's neat that's really neat yeah and i and like my stepdad he had he had three kids of his own uh the three boys of uh, of his own so they're kind of like older brothers uh in a sense but they're much older than me um and it was hard to find a lot in common with them because of that age gap but we had you know the love for that man who taught us all five of us so much uh, he was you know he, he was a great guy and and everything and he always told me like to just like keep a strong head you know nice dad stuff and uh but like if you wanted to fast forward the clock um what really got me motivated to be honest was back in back in 2015 i didn't pay taxes i wasn't paying taxes and uh in order to get this house that i'm in i needed to start paying taxes so i did uh and they found out the irs found out that i had skipped a, a a year or so on on taxes so they were trying to come after me for that money and they made my life a living hell and uh, uh that was back in 2019 and ever since then i was just like you know what i'm not if i'm going down i'm not going down quietly and honestly like i was just so fucking angry sorry for the language but i no, was, don't worry about it all right <laughs> i was just so angry about about this because i was just and i honestly looking back i was in fact an ineffectual nothing that i just went through life not not giving a care about my position in this in this world not giving a care about you know the things I was participating in and, and, and everything, and just trying to get by and be another cog in, in the machine. Uh, didn't really care too much, you know, about, about any of that stuff, but you know, some, some pretty silly shit caught up to me and they were, they were coming down hard on me. And it just so happened to be the year that I got married and the year that I bought a house and all this other, you know, all this other stuff, like with my upbringing that I never thought I'd be able to accomplish. And I was super proud of myself. And like my kids have a solid place to live and mom and dad are together in the same house. 
And I'm not, a, I'm not out committing felonies anymore. I'm not getting arrested all the time anymore. I'm not doing all this stupid shit that I was doing in my 20s anymore. I'm not addicted to drugs anymore. I've kicked all those habits, everything. It's gone. I'm doing great. And next thing you know, the government's like, hey, you owe us money. And if you don't pay us, we're going to really, really fuck you over. And I was like, oh, really? And so, of course, I'm thinking I got I got my kids in front of me and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, um, there's nothing that's going to take me away from these kids. I don't know what else to do. And, you know, I started listening to uh, <laughs> I started listening more to people like Mark Passio and everything and kind of gave me courage to like be like, all right, you know, no more. And ever since then, it's just been. I've just been like speaking up about, about how evil it all is. And I just wanted, I, I just want it to change. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's a motivator. That's a, That's inspiration. <laughs> There's that anger, you know, is these people out there that, that want to steal from, from you and I on a daily basis. They have no right to, and I'm just, doing everything that I possibly can to at least try to wake as many people up as possible because it's, you know, the truth is, is they have no right to do the things that they're doing or attempting to do to people like you and I, and the people that are listening to this, they don't have any right to do any of that stuff to us. Yeah, it is um, kind of, um, I don't know what you would call it, negative inspiration, but when I've thought about a lot of times, where does inspiration come from for me? A lot of it is, um, it's things I don't want that inspire me to work harder. For instance, you know, why would anybody exercise? You know, exercise kind of hurts. It's a little frustrating, you know, to exercise. But um, if you don't exercise, your body doesn't feel good, you know, and you don't, it's true. you know, get better. And so, you know, it's like when we start to see, the world for what it is it's pretty frustrating to imagine you know our children being born into that you know more of the same like you said people doing things that shouldn't be um being done you know and so having to observe the cycle continuing is you know it's ins it's inspiration to do something about it to get out there and make a difference and so um i guess more and more i feel like doing the podcast, what I, what I really hope to do is, is inspire and motivate the people who might be listening to move forward on their journey and wherever they're at on that journey. So I'm always trying to think back about what were the things that inspired me and the people that inspired me along the way that helped me learn the things I needed to get, you know, to where I'm at now. You know, I think we all Everybody who's involved with the One Great Work Network, we've all been really inspired by um, Mark Passio. He's one of the real obvious ones um, that reached out to me because of a lot of things. But um, but I remember before Mark pa Passio, just um, podcasts in general, someone told me, hey, do you ever listen to podcasts? And I was kind of like, no, you know, I'd seen the little purple square on my phone but i didn't even right. really know what it was at that point and um why you know what a difference my whole life changed when i started listening 
the podcast because it just, it opened all these doors and I kept thinking, wow, I wonder if someone does a podcast about this or that. And I'd look that up and it, you know, lead to one person and that would lead to another. And it was pretty exciting time for me. Um, the learning process, I think learning itself can be very, um, inspirational or motivational. Yeah, absolutely. It's like day-to-day -day interactions with people on, uh, you know, that continue, uh, that continue like my inspiration is being, Hey James, can you yeah. try to turn up your microphone a little bit? You oh no. Way to do that? Yeah. I'm going to see if that helps. How about now? Yeah. Just, just keep it up a little bit and we'll see how it goes. Maybe that helps. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no worries. Um, I mean, after all that, after all that crazy stuff, it's like, what keeps, what keeps me going? What keeps a person like me going day-to-day -day interactions with people? Uh, sure. I, I listen, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm sitting in a truck eight to 12 hours a day, driving that thing down the street, you know? So I'm listening to podcasts and hearing people like you and, uh, Sean and Will bunch of people I listen to, you know, I kind of have this, uh, like almost like a schedule, <laughs> you know, throughout the week, I'm like, okay, like, you know, let me catch up on that one. No, let me cut, you know, and everything it's, it's inspiring, but I really like wearing, you know, like a t-shirt with some cool graphic on it or whatever. And, uh, maybe somebody at the grocery store or out in public comments on it. And next thing you know, I have a quick exchange with them, maybe a five minute conversation with them about what's on the shirt or where they could get one of their own or, or whatever. And maybe they're of like mind and you can see the appreciation on their face that, that keeps me going. Or maybe you see a little light bulb go off and, you know, maybe just maybe you reached one more person, you know, and maybe they woke up a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. I've had some pretty cool, um, interaction, interactions with people. Sometimes I call it like, um, divine because to me, it feels like I've always liked that. Um, the idea that when you bring people together, it opens the possibility for a divine connection. And, and what I mean by that is. Um, and this is kind of like part of what I'm trying to talk about in the funnel conference, the presentation I'm putting together, this connection between humans that you're describing is the connection between all life, you know, it, and we can feel it, especially strong between one human and another, but, you know, to me, it's like the God connection, the, the universal connection. And it's what, you know, it's what I really thrive on is, you know, those interactions with other humans and like um a lot of times if i'm looking for the answer to a question um inside of myself sometimes i'll find it in a conversation with another person or somebody else will bring something up without me even expecting it and it happens to be the exact you know thing i'm wondering about at that time and uh i've been also heard that called synchronicity but i i really like what you're saying with the importance of the human connection and i see that about as, that the ultimate connection it's all about that you know 
is we can we we can do these podcasts and we can we can talk the you know together like this and we're we're reaching people in a way in one way but to have that human to human contact that interaction in person nothing replaces that in my opinion that's the most important way it's the it's the best way um because of body language uh because of vibration all these different feelings and energies that you transfer between each other without even realizing it like almost like an unconscious uh, excuse me like an unconscious ability to feel another person like their presence it's incredible and that is something that again it might only be my opinion but that's something that these days it's it's not really going down like that you know it's not really happening enough um it is very beneficial for us to be able to use this technology to speak to one another you're in california you're on the on the west coast i'm in new england like this is incredible be able to like spread the message around like this it's great i just never want to forget about the importance of the of the in-person interaction you know like that to me is just the utmost of the utmost importance <laughs> hmm. yeah. i keep having a, a little technical problem and oh well i'm just gonna have to let it be well it'll be good it'll be fine yeah, yeah it'll be okay yeah but other than like other than like human human interaction whether it be through a, a video call or you know in person like what what else what else really gets you up and going what in, what inspires you what keeps you going are there um musical artists for instance that you that you enjoy listening to that really inspire thought and help you work through that creative process you know I've, what i've kind of done is made this playlist of like all my favorite songs i've gone through you know, all my um, storage of music and just listen through it enough to where I can pick out like the very, very best songs that almost like people create their workout list, you know? And I've, I've put together this couple hit lists of, of songs that fire me up to get me excited. And those, that's kind of a cool way to um, especially deal with, sometimes it's a little bit of drudgery getting up and going to work every day. Um, there's definitely this element of slave job where I feel like um, I haven't quite reached the place in life where I get to do exactly what I want to do all the time. And um, so I have to go to this job, right? You know, to make the money, to pay the bills. Right. But um, it's a lot more exciting when I go to do that and I have that playlist, you know, and that playlist helps get my mind in the place I want it to be. Um, I've also found these, I, I remember going through some of the tougher times in my life when I was going through like a metamorphosis of realization about how screwed up the world was. And I started listening to these mantras 
um, on YouTube. I found him actually. And it's just this rhythmic chanting. And there's some of those chants that I've, that I still listen to. I have a playlist that I call meditation and I got on there a track. That's like a long drum beat. And, um, I actually made my own kind of like a, a shaman meditation beat to where I'll listen to these drums. And then it goes into like these sounds of like fire crackling and, and, um, and so that's, that's another thing I'll do to kind of get my brain in the zone. But, um, I think for me, like inspiration in terms of like getting excited about doing a project or doing something, I feel like I get the most inspiration through learning. Um, I definitely love that, like you're, you're talking about the, the connection with other human beings, the ultimate connection The you know, the especially interactions that you don't plan or you don't expect that just happen. Those are great. But, um, but yeah, I really seem to find quite a bit of inspiration or motivation from, um, just learning when I get, in, when I get myself in that mode of learning something new, studying something or working on a project, like putting together a show for the podcast, for instance, once I get involved and excited, it builds the motivation builds on other motivation. It's kind of like a amplification effect, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. That could, that, that I agree that that gets me going too. you know, I get to listen to listen to my peers and their work. It gets me think, it gets me thinking, you know, I, I spend a lot of time just with that inner monologue you know, the thought going, that, that process, just working through things. And it, get, it gets me, it gets me going for sure. Yeah. But that um, internal dialogue can also be the opposite, right? Oh, <laughs> my God, dude. I, my own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that's, terrible. That's me. I have trouble. Stop thinking, you know. I've had oh. many, many people in life tell me, you know, just stop thinking about everything. <laughs> think you think too much, kid. You think too much. Yeah. I Slow guess down. you've heard that too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's how we come to these realizations, being the type of people that are on that path of thinking and wondering. But um, how do we get, you know, obviously someone like you or I who thinks too much, you know, <laughs> incessantly, that can be a, its own problem. But um, the other side of it is people that don't do enough thinking or that don't, you know, start that thinking path or it's just, you know, it all seems too hard. And I think that's where a lot of folks are at. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, it's like if you don't do it regularly, it's really hard to do, right? Like if you don't ever do push-ups you know the first one's going to be really difficult sure but if you do it every day it gets easier and easier so i've often thought of that those the mental process as um kind of like exercising you know you gotta use your noodle bend it around you know yeah absolutely you know if you're trying to get someone else to exercise though you gotta figure out what motivates them yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta figure that out why it's like you're better off if you're trying to like get somebody else up and going i don't know it seems like maybe you're better off just uh trying uh, of course i think everybody just goes right to their own family members first right 
It's the people you know, the people you trust. Maybe you can find a way to talk to them. Because we're not only learning ourselves, but we're also trying to wake up some people along the way. Trying to inspire them to maybe act more morally or get interested in finding more out about natural law. Uh, these ways around this, this hell of a system that we're in, you know, it's tough to get through to people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like how do we be your grandpa to everybody? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, what is it, the qualities of, of him that, that made, you know, you look up to him so much, you know, it's, I think, you know, oh, my we, dad, it's being an example, right. Yeah. People that, that you really respect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, I, I think you, I think you said grandpa, but it was, it was really my, like my dad. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's okay. He, he was, he, he was a no nonsense type of guy. Uh, card carrying Republican, you know, type of, type of dude, but he had the fundamentals. He had the, he had those, you know, those basic, those basic things down you know and kind of just evolved off of those the type of dude that would go hunting and never bring anything back you know and i asked him one time why don't you ever bring anything back he goes i'm not out there to do that <laughs> i only carry that thing with me make it look like i'm doing that <laughs> i'm like what he goes yeah i go out there i just sit there and i feed squirrels that nuts out of my hands like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like what are you doing he's like yeah i do i just go out to nature i just go out there yeah and i bring i bring my firearms with me in case something bad happens and i need to get home to you you know uh -huh. i'm like okay cool and i remember distinctly he wanted to bring me to a boxing match and my mother was protesting it up and down it's too violent it's too violent and he said to her, it's not violence. <laughs> it's not violence. And it was, it was an interesting exchange to hear them, uh, hear him, you know, have this definition of violence that I'd never heard before being, I think I was like eight, maybe nine. And he had this definition of violence where it's like, no, these guys that are beating the snot out of each other in that ring, that's not violence. They're, that's like a contract. They're, they're, they agree to do it, that, you know. And uh, teaching me about self-defense, teaching me about firearms, things like that. You know, sometimes I think, like, he knew he, was gonna, he wasn't going to be around for very long. I don't know. But it's like he knew all of these things. And wanted to like get them in my head. <laughs> and I keep hearing people that I look up to in this community, like bring up a new thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've heard that before. Where did I hear that? I'm like, oh, I heard that back in the nineties from my dad, you know, my stepdad. Uh, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> That's why this stuff makes sense to me. And I've been hearing it all my life. <laughs> it was just not the same words. He wasn't an anarchist by any stretch of the imagination. 
but he knew what it meant to like you know take no shit and do no harm you know principles like that he had them yeah yeah and those those are the that's what i mean like values and principles mm-hmm. and guess when it comes to inspiring others you got to figure out where their values are what they what the, what they hold as principles and see if you can just get them to get them to consider something through like i don't know some sort of like commonality i guess that's what i try to do when i talk to somebody who's like really putting up a good fight i'm like no 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 no. like just please just stop and listen okay and then i go through the whole order follower thing with with someone that it's like well i wouldn't be speaking to you if i didn't care about you and i i need you to listen <laughs> so please and it's usually that appeal that that kind of appeal to you know emotion or whatever where it's like please it, it's me we've known each other for a long time please listen to me they're like okay james you got a couple minutes and i try to talk to them about like objective morality or you know things like that and when you start pointing out people people get angry <laughs> you know and like oh well and then you, i sometimes i just try to keep in mind well if they didn't care they don't i don't think they'd get angry if they didn't care <laughs> so maybe they do there's there's some care in there somewhere good maybe they'll think i recently had a conversation with a with a cousin of mine about uh, uh about a medical procedure and whether or not there should be a mandate for that medical procedure and she reluctantly was like i don't think that right now is is the time for uh, a mandate and i said what do you mean right now do you think that there should be one in the future and she was like i don't know i said well think about it this way if it go if you support it and it goes through then that sets a precedent and then maybe sometime in the future they try to mandate something else that you disagree with but you can't say no now because it's it's just the way things are i say now is the time to speak up and say no to these types of things because in the future it might be something that you vehemently disagree with and you won't be able to do anything about it and that little that 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 course of that conversation taking that course i saw it in her face i saw it in her face that her she's like oh yeah that makes perfect sense hmm. her her face changed yeah and it's like that that conversation working working it out and everything so maybe i inspired her to think about things in the long term cuz no one wants to get sick and die <laughs> but there's also dangerous precedents that could be set if we're not thinking things through um that could affect all of us <laughs> yeah and you know we i think that's one hope i have is that sometimes people realize things over time you know and i have to i take that point of view with my own kids because in a lot of ways i i sort of um I talk so often about the things that 
I'm learning about or studying about that probably from their point of view, it came across as this, you know, crazy conspiracy guy going off on his, another one of his speeches, you know, and got mm. to the point where, you know, they, if I started going more than one or two sentences on something, they just tuned me out. And so I realized that after a time that, you know, things I wanted to talk about weren't going to sink in, you know, at this point. But my hope is that, you know, it's all in there bouncing around already because I said it all out and I, and I live it. Hopefully I'm living it. And, and I think that's the best way to impress people around us is by actually trying to make, you know, live what we're, what we're speaking about. And what's interesting about that is that in some ways it's become more difficult and more easy at the same time that now that there are things in the world happening where, you know, mandates are coming down on people and more rules are being imposed on the population, that there's more opportunities to say no or step mm. out of something and say, I'm not doing that. I'm, I don't want to be part of that. And the more we have opportunities to make those choices and do those things, the more those around us are going to be recognizing that that's what's going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. say that it's just about finding what could motivate another person if we're you know we're trying to get through to somebody else isn't there like a time where you just kind of cut them loose say peace i i can't do i can't uh i can't talk to you anymore because Every word I say is it's falling upon deaf ears. You don't, you don't care. So I got to leave, I got to leave you, <laughs> you know, I got to kind of walk away from this, leave you to Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, which, which can be tough. Hey, James, I got to check on the door. Um, why don't you check talk us. for a minute? I'll be right back. Okay. So I am going to, I'm going to help uh chris out here and talk for a minute so anyone watching this all right i got my t-shirt on here pretty proud of this i thought of this one day i was driving down the road in my truck and uh seeing all those lawn signs all over the place and you know about uh all these people and their beliefs and how easily how easily manipulated beliefs can be uh, well, those people don't understand that part. Um, I do. That's why it doesn't say belief on my shirt. <laughs> it says I, we understand. So yeah, this shirt basically just kind of is a callback to those lawn signs. And it's a fun shirt and you can find it at storefrontier.com forward slash hitchhiker's guide. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I had nothing else to, I, I had nothing else, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> shamelessly, <laughs> sorry shamelessly plug my, my t-shirt on your show. Did you read it? <laughs> I didn't read the whole thing, but I, I definitely presented it. It's fun. Right, let's go through it. In my house, we understand government is slavery. Is slavery. <laughs> government is slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue tied. All rights stem from property rights. Don't start none. Won't be none. Follow the science. The appeal to authority. This is about internal 
monarchy, not external anarchy. Right? Did I say that right? Internal monarchy. Well, that's the that's that's what that's what you want. You want to have uh, internal monarchy and external anarchy. External anarchy. There you go. Yeah, it's just easy to say it incorrectly, but yeah, that makes sense. And then natural law is the remedy. Free will exists as morality increases, freedom increases. That's what it is. So that's you know that's inspiration right there. These shirts we wear, you know, everybody in the truth and freedom community buying each other's shirts, making our own shirts, advertising those shirts, and then wearing them. It's it's um part of what we part of one of the things we can do to you know I, I get pretty inspired when I turn on my video and I see one of my um, fellow truth speakers wearing a shirt. You know, yeah. it fires me up. So I think that's exciting. Sharing that. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a, uh, it's a lot. You know, you wear this, wear wear this shirt out. You're bound to turn some heads. You know, <laughs> um, but maybe they ask you, hey, what the hell is that all about? You know, especially that internal monarchy, external anarchy uh, part might I like, might. I like um, thinking about it like I'm the emperor. This is my domain. This is my castle, my body, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm the supreme emperor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, a, it's pretty awesome that we have when you think about it. You're, I mean, so much of your body, it does a lot of stuff on its own. You know, it tells you when when you're going to fart or <laughs> bathroom. Or, Why'd you, you hear know? that? <laughs> <laughs> all the way through the microphone. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, I mean, you're... Your body's just doing stuff all the time, right? There's all these mm -hmm. oxygen moving around and blood and things happening. And then, um, you know, but but we do have control of it. You know, we, we get to we get to do what we want with this, and it's a pretty incredible piece of technology um, that the universe created for us. So, right, you know, that's an inspirational thing right there. You know, right. just just having a body and being the being present, ruler. yeah. Being present and aware, and uh, fighting for that balance, that inner balance. You know, it's like we talked about a little while back uh, tonight was about how no one's perfect. You know, we're all just humans. I, I, we slip up. We make mistakes. Maybe we lose our temper. Um, maybe our our mouths get the better of us. You know, maybe you say something that you never really wanted to say, you regret it, you know, but it's that opportunity to learn, <clears throat> learn from your mistakes, having dominion over yourself, choosing the path of responsibility where you're not pointing the finger out, you're pointing the finger back at yourself and saying, no, I did this, you know, I'm wrong and trying to get better trying to improve finding that balance right the, the thoughts emotions and action you know your your brain your heart and your guts you know getting that balance together you know what's exciting about that too the inner journey there's no end to it you know there's no end oh, yeah. to the discoveries we can make and um like i've often thought of olympics you know what record has never been you know, they don't, there's never been a point where we're like, well, that's as fast as humans can run. You know? hmm. 
You can't go any faster than that. No, there's always new records being set in every kind of thing. Yeah. And the same thing is true of our spiritual journey. There's there's always more to be learned and discovered. We've got a whole, you know, worlds within worlds to discover, which is very exciting when you think about it. Yeah. It inspires me to keep going. Just knowing knowing that I don't know. <laughs> knowing that knowing that I that the, the knowing the limits to what I do know, wanting to find out more, you know, wanting to discover you know what the, the the need to create the want to to like the seeking of knowledge you know like it's just oh god it's never ending it's like i Here's think another about, big one what's up nature oh you know yeah. nature i find it like i used to describe this because um there were when my my daughters were young um my wife was in um, med in school for to be a nurse, so she was a lot of times busy on the weekends, you know. And so I was always looking for ways to keep my kids busy, you know. And your kids are young, around the house, they get um, it's hard to describe. It's almost like a sickness. They get, they get like, restless. Yeah, yeah. They get frustrated and they start acting out more. And um, I had a good friend of mine, and he used to come hang out with me a lot and help me out kids and a lot of times what we do is take the kids to the beach and we started noticing this phenomenon because we'd say oh let's go to the beach and the kids would be like i don't want to go to the beach you know like they'd be resisting the idea and then by the time we'd actually get to the beach and you know open the car door and step out out into nature all of a sudden it was like what we called the switch a, a switch would flip and everybody's mood would just lighten up and um kids all of a sudden have a stick and they're running around with the stick and they forget about all the other stuff that they might have just been complaining about not so happy about and yeah. all of a sudden they're just in wonder world you know yeah carefree they just they're out in the open out in, out in the wild <laughs> time to time to act wild yeah it's, and it's and it's a good it's a good thing you know they're testing the boundaries they're 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 experimenting with with nature it's, it's amazing you know yeah and i i use it the same way too the switch you know when i'm ever so often i'm feeling a little um just not in the best place i'll mm. realize oh I, you know it's time to get out in nature and go for a good walk and never um never doesn't work it always helps it always helps yeah get out in nature yeah and it's the whole thing you know it's the sounds the smells and um the feel you know it's no one aspect of nature but there's just nature's it's fantastic sometimes it can be a bitch though where <laughs> where i where i'm living it's not always it's it's uh it's like awesome you know uh, it, it really makes you just go wow uh, it's sometimes the weather up here i mean i'm only i'm only in new hampshire so it's really not the worst place uh, as far as you know the seasons go sometimes this weather up here is just like like we're about to get i think about two feet of snow the day after oh, tomorrow wow. yeah 
just Exciting. dumped right on top of us. There's no snow on the ground right now. There's like maybe a couple inches, but it's from like a couple weeks ago. It's just been so cold. The snow never melted, but all of a sudden, boom, we're going to hit, hit with like two feet and you're sitting there watching it come down and it's beautiful. But then there's the aftermath with the roads are <laughs> a lot of shoveling, right? The roads are crummy and the backs are the backs are tired and you know the cars are all cold and uh your feet are your feet never get warm, but it's fun. And the kids get out, my son gets out there and you know, he he's he's an animal. He's just like he can't get enough of it. But they get cold. They want to come in. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty funny. I remember being that young and 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 having to go outside in the snow and play and play all day in the out, outside in the snow. You know, it was a it was a blast. <laughs> I had a pretty cool realization recently when I was thinking about you know being a, an infant, being a little kid, and and being in that child mind is that you know like as you get older. If you think about it, every moment's like a slide, right, of memory, of things that have passed, right? And when you have a lot of those memories and slides, you know, as you get older, anything that happens, you have you have all these comparisons to make, right? So, you know, if you've lived 40 years, you've got 40 years worth of, of library of slides of memories, right? But when you've only lived, you know, a few weeks or a few days as a little child or infant, you don't have anything to compare anything to. Everything's just first time, fresh, exciting, you know? Right. And and that's kind of like why as we get older, it, it, you know, we lose some of that innocence, some of that excitement for every moment because we feel like we've got, oh, you know, I've got all this collection of moments and memories, you know, I, I know them all, right? <laughs> So I think it's important to kind of remember to get back in that child mind and, and, and look with fresh eyes at the world, you know, and it's difficult to do that, but it's something we have to do as we get older. Yeah. I mean, experience can definitely be the downfall of, of that innocence, that, that childlike wonder, you know, it's definitely the, it's definitely the thing that, that destroys that. Uh, or it can at least it can be tough i uh no i feel i, I feel you though i agree it, it, it's something that that i try to remind myself of is to like be back in those shoes and to to be in the that kind of mindset you know that frame of mind and my my children are so young uh, my son is five my daughter is not even one and it's like a roller coaster every day hmm. you know it's it's a blast but like it gets me it gets me to sit there and think like what is going through that kid's head <laughs> you know and my daughter she's she's just just a little bean just like crawling around screaming all the time <laughs> yeah, 
and it's just like wow like i wish i could just scream all the time but i'd be looked i, I wish i could be in the middle of a grocery store and just start screaming and it'd be normal <laughs> people would probably call the cops <laughs> you know if I, a grown, Boston, yeah if a, if a grown man's in the middle of a market basket it's, well that's the grocery store from around here <laughs> but if i was in the middle of a grocery store just screaming at the top of my lungs everyone would be like uh <laughs> We're in danger, <laughs> but a baby can just get away with it. What the hell? <laughs> but it's, it's funny to me. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that, I mean, having little ones like that, that's pretty, um, talk about motivation every day. You know, when you look in those little faces, you know, that's motivation and inspiration to keep doing whatever oh, yeah. you're doing right you know? i was i was just laughing and having a great time but i'm telling you with all seriousness there is not a single thing on this fucking planet that gets me up and moving like how i know my kids depend on me and again i'm not perfect I've, i i mess up all the time because i'm all like i've never been a parent before you know and i don't really have uh the greatest role models you know, I've talked a lot about my stepdad tonight, but he passed away a long time ago. I can't go and ask him questions and get advice from him anymore. You know, other than that, I really don't have the greatest role models. You know, my wife and I, we, like that saying, the struggle is real, you know, yeah. it's not always pretty. No. But there's, there's nothing on this planet that, that inspires me more than my children. The knowing that they depend on me, knowing that I'm going to help them learn things. And at the end of the day, I, I'm the one, well, my wife and I are the ones that are making the decisions of what or what they do not, what they do or do not get exposed to. We're shaping these people because that's what they are. They're just little people, not children. Like that's like kind of this weird class divide. Like, yeah, we refer to them as our children and all these cute little names and everything like that, but they're just little people and they're no different than us. They're just small and they're inexperienced and they're just constantly pushing boundaries like that little cat right there. <laughs> he's a jerk, but he's funny, but it's like, you know, nothing ever, ever will trump being a father getting getting my getting me up and going and inspiring me to learn to learn the ways of the truth and to learn these principles to really know them and not just have an understanding but to know them and to live by them everything i see those little faces and it, it it's what gets it, it's what inspires me to keep going you talk about what got me, you know, what woke me up, what, what made me start thinking about these things. But when it comes down to what makes me continue, it's those kids in this fucked up world that, that they're going to have to grow up and inherit from, you know, the older generations of people. I'm not going to have to worry too much about, about growing up. I've already grown up and grow up in this world. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but this generation of kids, it, 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 I might be all doom and gloom here, but I, I just think, I, I just see it as this, this 
potentially dangerous, most dangerous situation. We're always in danger. There's never, you know, you don't trade freedom for safety. Like we know about that, right? But this is different. This is not, this is not just, you know, oh, you could walk out your house and get hit by a car type of freedom for safety thing. This is like government's really just coming for children and people where parents are getting investigated by the FBI because they're speaking to the fucking school boards. You know, like what world are these kids going to be growing up in? It's not looking pretty. So we need to fight for them. If anybody, it's for these little kids because they're going to grow up one day. And if, if we don't fight for them, if we don't do everything in our power to make the world a decent place for them to live in, they're going to grow up one day and resent us for it. <laughs> and I'm not going to let that happen to my kids. <laughs> no fucking way. Come and get me. <laughs> yeah, it's often occurred to me, you know, especially in the last couple of years where, you know, it's, if I were a young person, you know, living through some of the things I've seen, I would just be like um, totally ashamed of all these adults. And as it was, I remember having those type of thoughts in my high school years because mm. I was looking at the way a lot of the adults who were supposed to be my teachers were very materialistic. Um, the, I could tell by the way they, you know, presented themselves and their lessons that, you know, their priorities from my point of view weren't in the right place, you know, and here I was just, you know, high school age kid, mm -hmm. and I'm able to see that a lot of the adults that are supposed to be my teachers aren't even very mature, you know, and I can just imagine now, you know, there's a lot of young people that are looking around at the world like, what is wrong with these people, you know, <laughs> and they got to grow up in that, and that's the normal, you know. The amount of fear and confusion and everything that these kids are going through these days, it's going to have serious, like serious repercussions uh, on, on their mental stability. It's going it, to, you know, the, their development, all of this, all of this stuff that has been taken for granted for so long. It's not normal anymore. There's this whole fucking new normal shit that they're, that they keep talking about. It's like, well, we can't ever go back. Well, why not? Like, why, why can't we ever go back? It's just so weird to me. Uh, and I think about these things constantly because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm acting as the shield for my kids while also realizing that, you know, they got to know what to do for themselves when they get to that age, when they get to an age where it's time for them to take care of themselves. It can't just be, you know, hiding behind me their entire lives. But all the, all the rest of these kids that are also growing up, like they're all going to be in the world together. And there's going to be a lot of fucked up. There's a lot of fucked up kids out there right now. My kids might be okay, but it's the other kids. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I'm being like hyper judgmental about other people's decisions and stuff like that. But we already know that co-creating this reality for each each one of us we're, we're you know you're on the west coast i'm on the east coast there's decisions i make that affect you 
you know, I've never shook your hand, but I can still make a decision that affects you. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. So it's like, what are we really talking about? Like, what are we really doing with our, with these kids these days? It bothers the, it, it bothers me. I lose sleep over this, Chris. Like I, I, from the beginning of this whole pandemic thing, I was taught, I've been talking about the masks and all this stuff. My son, we were at the, at a park one day and my kid's not wearing a mask. You're outside. It's like 80 degrees outside in the middle of the summer. Here walks up this other little kid who's the same age as Jameson starts talking to the, they start talking to each other. I'm standing close by. I can hear it. The kid's wearing a mask, talking to my son, asking him, why, why aren't you wearing a mask? And my son's just like, I don't need one. And the other little kid goes, oh, yes, you do. Because if you don't wear a mask, you're going to get sick. And when you get sick, you're going to have to go to the hospital and your mommy and daddy aren't going to be able to come and visit you. And I'm like, whoa, I literally grabbed my kid. I'm like, we're out of here. I got my wife. We were in the car. My wife's like, what's going on? I'm like, I told her the whole thing. She's like, what? That's really messed up. But what bothered me the most was that the other kid's father was standing there too. And he didn't do a thing to stop it. You're spreading fear and lies and confusion to another little boy who doesn't understand what the fuck you're talking about. And then it's like, okay, not only is my kid having to listen to that bullshit, but that's what they, that's what that kid's parents told him. So he'd keep that diaper on his face. They scared the ever living shit out of their own kid to keep a mask on his face thinking that oh, mom and dad aren't going to be able to be in the hospital with you when you're sick because who's really sick there my opinion is the parents putting that kind of fear into your own child's head what is wrong with these people it, never yeah, before, it's, it's not it's, it's not really okay scary it's a really scary thing to me because like you're saying the, the implication you know the long-term implications are what really concern me with this too and especially the covering of the face um it's a religious cult type thing that's going on it's what it's they used to do to slaves psychologically you know for a long time to come you know and besides you know I'm wondering about tooth decay. I'm wondering about, you know, more bacterial infections in, in the throat, all these problems. But, you know, the psychological effect of, your, like you're saying, just the fear mongering and seeing all these other adults that are so afraid, you know, yeah, that compounds it. You know, it's like, um, you know, on Halloween, right? It's fun because we're all doing it on purpose. Yeah. But. And you if you candy. come out one day and it looks like Halloween, but it's not Halloween, that's pretty scary for a kid, you know, and that's what we're doing every day. Every day is like, you know, Halloween, but for realsies, right? That's going to leave a mark in the psyche of whole generations of children. Well, what does it do? Really concerned like what, what does this fear do to kids? It stunts their development, you know? that maybe they're maybe they're having a little too much of that adrenaline rush you know it's almost like they're getting they're getting brain damage you know all this fear if you know it, it's not good even for an adult to go through you know what what is it cortisol so some chemical in your brain 
that gets released from, through like stress and fear and anxiety, things it like that. Brain damage. And it causes brain damage. Yeah, it does. Over when there's too much of it. Mm-hmm. It's like and your chemicals you, are off. Yeah, it can burn holes in your brain. You know, mm-hmm. like. So, you know, it, I guess really what we're getting at is <laughs> this took a turn <laughs> you know it's true though because what this is the inspiration what we're discussing the inspiration is if we don't do something if people that are listening don't do something if other adults don't get involved all these things that we're talking about are um you know just compounding and getting worse and worse and worse and so like um the inspiration is don't let shit get worse than it already is you know, the inspiration is we're in real bad shape as humanity. We're, we're in a state of slavery. Children are being psychologically damaged and um, it's going downhill fast. So that's the inspiration to do something about it. You know, those of us who are in the know, those of us that are in the aware, um, we need to keep encouraging one another and, and everybody we know to make whatever small steps we can to remember that it's not just another day we're in a spiritual battle we're in a spiritual war and um we got to keep making moves yeah for sure i don't know trying to trying to uh kind of towards the end here trying to find a way to bring it all back in and and leave with a good uh message to folks so we gotta do do your best (laughs) we 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 gotta we you know through all the dark times we we gotta remember that there is a future worth fighting for here um i see that future every day um, i i see it in my children i see it in other children and i i, I frankly I, I see it in myself and my peers like like you chris like we're going to be a part of that future too um we're not just gonna drop drop dead tomorrow <laughs> you know so i mean there is a positive side to all of that right? where where there is a future worth fighting for and it's not it's very close but it's not too late um my advice is always to start today with showing love and compassion and empathy you know some real care toward each other find some common ground that you guys that that you can build off of perhaps with somebody that you initially disagree with we have an opportunity every single day to make the world a better place, to cause less harm than we did the day before, to try to end evil, to try to end suffering. We have an opportunity each and every moment of every day to make decisions and use our free will to hopefully work our way toward a better future. But we're not going to get there without a fight. There are people out there whose mission it is to control us. We don't need them to, but it takes a lot of responsibility. It takes a lot of pointing the finger in to yourself and saying, what have I done? That You know, it's about that internal monarchy, which can lead to external anarchy, you know? And in case none of that works, arm yourself to the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that, that's what I always say. <laughs> start, start training, start arming yourself to the teeth 
and learn how to light a fire in the rain. <laughs> you know, so learn some survival techniques too, you know. Oh, and and uh listen to some great music. That's 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 another thing that you can do to clear your mind and some negative stuff. Listen to some good music, some thoughtful music, you know, uh for sure. And I don't know. That's great advice. Thanks, James. Um yeah. man, I really appreciate that you um kinda on pretty short notice set aside this evening and spent this time with me um, great to have someone to chat with about this everything on our mind and um, trying to just work on this idea of inspiration and, and see how it hits different people and um, you were a good good person to have on and talk about that I really appreciate that James well thank you Chris you know uh, I was thinking about it all day today like wow I get to talk to Chris again what a what a great what a what a great opportunity, what a great reason to stay up late, <laughs> on my end. Um, so I I really appreciate you you bringing me out uh, bringing me on and and you know giving me your time and spending time you know with me, uh, uh, giving me the you know the opportunity to spend some time with you again and get to chat with you. It's always it's always fun. You know, uh, cool. well, I'll be following your podcast. If um, folks haven't checked it out, check out the Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth. Yeah, it's on Spotify. I try to go live every Saturday night. Uh, you know, right Where now, do you stream live at Odyssey, uh, Odyssey.com, O D Y S E E.com. So, for people that haven't heard of Odyssey just, before, you just look, can you just search for um, Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth? Yeah, you just type in, or your name. you know, type in a Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth, and yeah. boom, it'll pop up, you know, it's cool. Uh, I, what what day of the week are you doing the live? Saturdays right now, Saturday. 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 so, yeah, and I usually go for, you know, I'm, I'm usually going for about maybe two hours, sometimes, sometimes three. Uh I like yeah, to I've been enjoying you've been working your way through the um the book by Etienne Le Boutte. Yeah, yeah. Howard Howard Lickman. Yeah. Book. Uh yeah, government, really the biggest that. scam. Yeah. Yeah, I got that sitting right on my dining table too. And I've yeah. never read it. So it's really cool to have that you're going through it. Yeah, and then after I'm done with that, I'm going to like, you know, start going through some material on uh natural law and you know get more into that um because the more people talking about it the better it's it's it is it is like my shirt says it is the remedy learning about objective morality and natural law can really turn the tide in this spiritual war that we're fighting uh, it's uh it's all about causing no harm taking no shit you know, some real, real principles there. It gives you the, the strength, you know, the, the fortitude to press forward, to keep going. That's what yeah, we need. Talk about inspiration, you know, the ultimate inspiration. Yeah. That, that source energy, that ultimate energy, you know, mm -hmm. where we're all from. And that's really, you know, when we start getting in touch with that, we're understanding that, you know, it all matters, you know, and, so 
All right, I think I'm going to go ahead and close up the show for this week and um, look forward again to doing it next week. And um, folks can check us out here. And Evil Podcast is going to run 6 p.m. Pacific on Thursdays. All right, James. Thanks a lot, brother. Thank you, Chris. You have a great night. You too. Get safe. Yeah. to the all right well thanks again to chris jansen at endevil.life and you know it was a very very fun time talking to him as always like i just said you know uh, please go check him out at endevil.life and support that man in his endeavors he's always got a really good message to send out and uh i'm sure that a lot of people can find appreciation and find value in his work so uh without any further ado let's just go over here and oh well, look looky look see what we got here what do we have um we got so i'm going to close out this all right here we go so we're going to continue, and like I said at the beginning of the show, we're we're going to try to just power right through this and get and get through the remainder of the book tonight. So don't have a lot of time to do that. We're we got about you know maybe another hour and a half. So um, get rid of this. Is that come on? Go away. Thank you. All right. So we're going to talk about this again. Take back and ultimately privatize the government school system. Um, so remove your kids from the government indoctrination system. I would rather my children be uneducated than be educated by the state. Government schools are designed to slave up and dumb down your kids. Everything you know, I'm uh, sorry, everything about the government school system is wrong. Segregation by age versus ability, the compulsory pledge of allegiance, and the use of collective punishment, corporal, pu corporal punishment, and public shaming as obedience techniques, red, yellow, and green classroom uh, management techniques, restrictions on movement without permission, lack of freedom to use the restroom without permission, mandatory vaccinations, searches, uh, school resource officers, sex education, death education, whole language, dare programs, surveillance cameras, active shooter drills, ineffective teaching methodologies like whole language and common core and standardized tests, just to name a few, and indoctrinating kids into a hidden religion, statism. You gotta fight back. You take your kids out of government schools, wrapped in quotes. Um, it is much better to use private schooling, homeschooling, or unschooling especially if your kids are old enough to learn autodidactically and are capable of self-directed learning or apprenticeship focused on their interests. Check out autonomy as an alternative. Uh, so organize a, organize a petition and town hall meeting in your community to expose and mitigate these techniques. We have a petition template demanding that the government schools take statism and militarism out of the schools. I've provided a copy of that petition in the Discord. Um, 
under in the links mentioned during the show channel. Uh, just a brief aside about that channel. It is uh, been moved to just private. Like only I can post in there, just to make it sure that it is organized. And you know, feel free to use the other channels to post your own work and to you know chat freely among yourselves or whatever. But that one channel, very sorry to have to do this, but it is just for stuff that's mentioned in the show. So anyways, uh, we suggest using the petition to process to promote a town hall meeting with invited uh, invited experts to explain statism, the hidden obedience techniques, and the dangers of government's mandatory shots. Please contact me at uoslavery at protonmail.com to see if I'm available. Uh, at the meeting, arm up concerned parents with information and the petition and schedule another town hall meeting several weeks out and invite the local school board to present the complete the, the completed petition and have an open conversation on their use of statism, obedience techniques, and the need to ultimately privatize their services. These days you might have a little bit of trouble. Uh, don't let the fear of the FBI, like we talked about in that interview, the FBI investigating parents for speaking out against schools, don't let that stop you. That is a technique that, they're, that they are, uh, I guess, uh, deploying against you to stop you from you know, have, having the courage to speak up for your children it is us parents who are the filter, not the state. So keep that in mind at all times. Um, so understanding the hidden curriculum of mandatory government schools. If you still believe you need to have your kids in school, then understand the hidden curriculum and help your kids to understand and question the immorality and illogic of statism. Explain and push back on the obedience techniques being used against them. Number one, statism. The indoctrinated belief in the necessity, desirability, and legitimacy of government, i.e. how to be a slave and submit to organized crimes control system. The common prayer of the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem, you're an American and it's been decided for you. Yeah, if you think about that for a second, like, you know, you're, you're a human being. You, you, you're, you don't owe allegiance to a piece of, uh, you know, to, to this cutout of land. You, you don't. Uh, you owe allegiance to the truth. And you owe allegiance to, I'd say, morality. Uh, number two, obedience to authority and government. Subtle, unethically, unethically manipulative techniques used in the mandatory schools include conditioning kids to governmental authority from a young age. Uh, you can't leave your seat without government permission, red, yellow, green, uh, troublemaker boards, warrantless searches, see-through backpacks, metal detectors, corporal punishment, collective punishment, Pavlovian drill bells, police officers in schools, uh, scouting in JROTC uniforms, repetition, DARE program, and statism. So you see through, you know, they tried to do that. My kid, before we really nailed down our ambition to uh, homeschool at the beginning of the pandemic, my wife actually uh, worked for a, uh, for a, I guess you'd call it like a early child care uh, facility, privately owned, wasn't owned by the state or anything like, uh, like that. So it wasn't necessarily state education, but they, they were like, oh, well, uh, give the kids all clear backpacks because they're easier to clean and 
the pandemic is the excuse and everything. I called that shit out right away. Like, that's not what it is. No fucking way. Um, so they do that. It's, it's insane. My son was only like three. <laughs> They're like, here's a clear backpack. Um, so it's get them while they're young and it's almost like to teach them that they don't have the right to privacy. It's, it's really fucked up. So number three is uh, debilitation and purposefully crappy and morality free education. Uh, no focus on the trivium, logic, grammar, and rhetoric. I've provided a, uh, a PDF of the avium uh, methods, the univium, and the bivivium, trivium, quadrivium, so on and so forth. Uh, mandatory mercury and, and aluminum-laced vaccines, frequently toxic, uh, corporate processed foods made with refined grains, refined sugars, glyphosates and glutamates and RBGH and dairy and fluoridated water linked to lower IQ and 50 plus studies and the water fountain. I also have provided a link to back up those studies in 2022. Uh, or 2021, some studies there. Um, and a bunch of PDF files on uh, John Taylor Gatto's work are included in that same list. You find them all in the same place on the Discord. Thank you. Uh, some of what the school system is hiding is libertarianism and voluntarism. Not everyone believes in government and gubernare mente, organized crime, and you don't really owe government or anyone else any money or allegiance because of where you were born. Government schools are echo chamber church schools where everyone who has wised up to the scam has been quietly moved, uh, has been quietly moving their kids to private schools, parochial schools, or homeschooling them, leaving only the true believers. <clears throat> um, so you see a little chart there, the growth of homeschooling in the United States. You know, as the, as the, uh, there's a little bit of a pro projection there, but it's really tough to read. I'm not even going to try, uh, government criminality, whether or not you believe in having a government, the government's mandatory school system and rip off universities have been hiding and minimi minimizing government's obvious lies and crimes from the fraud and inflationary theft of fractional reserve banking to the CIA's murderous history of uh, Phoenix program death squads and drug dealing to trillions transferred to private banks and media companies through the TARP and TALF and bailouts to the actual, um, actually, I don't know why I'm having trouble pronouncing that word. Um, the actuary and possibility of social security. Uh, it's time to fight back. We are suggesting organizing with other students and parents to demand an end to the most, uh, to the most obviously unethically manipulative statist and militarist uh, and obedience techniques. Number one, you get to talk with teachers and administrators, discuss requests and demands with uh, teachers, some suggestions, no pledge of allegiance, no militarism, no red, yellow, green, you know, classroom management techniques, no dare program, no school resource officers, no searches, no assigned seating, uh, no active shooter drills, no walking in lines, no control of movement and no mandatory vaccinations. That's, that is, uh, probably the most important part because these other, th other than the vaccines, all that other stuff, it only has a, it, like, it's tough for me to explain it, but the vaccines, you can't take it back. That goes in the body and it doesn't come out. 
um, the privatization. Well, have an open discussion on the need to ultimately privatize operations because there can be no legitimate government. There can be no government funded schools. Teachers and administrators need to begin thinking about how they will privatize school operations and compete for students in a competitive free market. An obvious model would be a transitional year where each individual school knows it will need to plan for and attract uh, paying students. Donations from alumni and new business model uh, with teachers getting the freedom to set their own curriculum rates, co-teaching parent uh, partnerships, and administrators having to compete for both teachers and students. Uh, organize petitions and town hall meetings. Rent a hall, organize experts to speak, print flyers and petitions and distribute them uh, within your neighborhood. Bake cookies, get together with friends, make it fun uh, to resist. Uh, then Rockstar level is organize an ongoing make, maker uh, space slash co-working space for freedom. Similar to Freedom's, uh, freedoms Phoenix in Arizona, the Liberty Lodge in Denver, the Praxium in Portsmouth, and the Quill in Manchester. So Portsmouth and uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. So, and then resources from the Liberator in the folder, the hidden curriculum of mandatory government schools. I've provided all of those. So uh, go to the Discord. So here next is about, you know, where you get, where you get your stuff. And the main goal is to buy locally and that'll strengthen your community and make it with a strong community. Uh, a lot of these other things become easier with time and so to boycott, divest, and buy local and slash small, to break the chains, economic boycott and divestment are your strongest weapons. Don't buy from the banker's monopoly companies. Don't pay for their movies, games, and entertainment. Even though you can get anything you want from a mason in two days with free shipping, don't if you can avoid it. Uh, they've done some, some pretty funny thing here with Amazon. It does... A mason that's you know <laughs> uh, a may Amazon or a mason appears to be a part of organized crimes control of perception program Amazon has been caught digitally burning books on their Kindle and fire platforms censoring books exposing the Sandy Hook hoax 9-11 truth engineered Islamic mass migration in Europe and other government criminality Censoring book reviews, including negative uh, reviews of Hillary Clinton's book, uh, What Happened. Amazon Prime removed the award-winning documentary Vaxxed, which exposed the CDC that the CDC has been lying about vaccines causing autism, other vaccine awareness videos, including uh, Shoot 'em Up, The Truth About Vaccines, and Man-Made Epidemic. They also uh, censored Flipping the Script, When Parents Fight Back, harmfulness of uh, chemotherapy for kids root causes which is the harmfulness of root canals uh, behind the fear the hidden story of HIV which is you know all about the uh, HIV scam and cancer uh, can be killed how to cure cancer naturally Amazon Prime and Netflix with their 50 million dollar deal with the Obamas 
are the prime outlets for the 800 plus movies and 1,000 plus television shows funded and supported by the DOD, Department of Defense, and intelligence agencies that are product placing the American flag, making government employees, FBI, CIA, ATF, police, etc., the heroes, and using propaganda techniques like anchoring, where the scenes of high positive emotion are created and then anchored to the flag. Literally tonight, uh, earlier today, I, I'll admit it, we... we you know, had this snow day that we're going through right now, and we found ourselves in front of the television watching a movie, a uh, superhero movie about Spider-Man. And there's a epic scene where Spider-Man saves the day, and he does this incredible flip and lands, and in the background there's the American flag f just flapping away all, all valiantly in the background. And I called it out right there. I'm like, yeah, that's anchoring. And that's exactly what the anchoring is. Uh, Amazon getting hundreds of millions from the intelligence agencies and spying on the population with Alexa, Echo, and Ring cameras. Amazon has a $600 million deal with the intelligence agencies for secure cloud services and other agencies spend more than $47 million in a year for cloud services alone. Amazon supposedly lost a $10 billion, billion uh, Department of Defense contract for the Jedi War Cloud Network, but they are appealing the decision, so don't be surprised when organized crime gets handed more taxpayer dollars. Amazon's Alexa and Echo spy on the population in their homes, <clears throat> and the company, the company's Ring doorbell cameras have been quietly rewired into over 2,000-plus police departments and likely Homeland Security fusion centers to create a network of surveillance cameras in suburban neighborhoods that never would have been tolerated if the organized crime government had done so openly. The Amazon Key system puts a camera in your house covering everyone coming and going and lets them remotely unlock the door. So uh, these smart homes, all this smart home technology and everything like that, that's, you know, you're on the grid when you have everything attached to these smart, everything's attached to the internet in your house, you're on the grid. Everything you're doing, you think that it's, you know, closed circuit. It's not. It really isn't. It's dangerous, and you need to consider this type of stuff. If you have any of those things, get rid of it, you know, or, or don't. It's up to you, but just be aware. <laughs> uh, Amazon's Amazon's uh, economic warfare against its own customers and the population. In addition to control of perception and spying, Amazon is now openly competing with its own customers. The company's third-party marketplace represents millions of individual sellers who sell on Amazon platform, including this author, to get the evidence out before we are censored off. Amazon began competing with their customers in 2009 with their own private label brands. As of August 2019, the company had 135 private label brands, ranging from baby food to camera supplies to groceries, up from 80 private label brands in June of 2018. So that's 55 more in less in just over a year. So with an additional 330 exclusive brands manufactured by a third party, but only sold on Amazon. So like Amazon exclusive stuff. Many intelligent uh, observers believe Amazon has financed uh, 
was financed by the organized crime banks and government to destroy mom-and-pop retail and individuals mail order sellers in a program to destroy private wealth so the population doesn't have the resources to resist organized crimes takeover and keeps them working constantly without the time to research and understand the slavery system the government's uh, exorbitant income and property taxes, estate taxes, hidden taxes, monopoly, monopoly privileges, inflation, and endless warfare are other examples of the same criminal policy. Um, before I read that, I'd like to say that when everything is centralized like that, when it's all like digital one platform type of thing like Amazon is, where you can go to Amazon and get basically anything, if the population becomes so... If we were to become so dependent on that one company, it wouldn't be very difficult to shut you off from getting things that you depend on. Um, so, you know, that's why it's important to keep things local. That's why not depending on a digital platform and knowing where to get your resources in the real world and not just a click away I've literally heard stories of people that will not, they won't even go to the store to buy toothpaste. They'll just, or toilet paper. They just get it on Amazon and it's delivered. And nowadays you can even set it up where you have like recurring deliveries on products. Um, so when you don't, and it's not even just Amazon either. So like there's other online, you know, stores like if you have a pet and you use a service like Chewy where you can have your dog food, your cat food, your cat litter, what have you, delivered to your house, these things, um, these things that we use for like these delivery services that we use um, really make you vulnerable where next thing you know, you do something wrong and they can just shut you off and you know, then you're just, you know, well, what do I do? It's better just to have the habit of going to the store and getting your stuff. And then you're not, and then, and then honestly, like if, if the money is really important or the thing is really important, then you're not sitting there in limbo waiting for it to be delivered. So, all right. Uh, Let's read this yellow box here. The problem was how to keep the wheels of industry turning without increasing the real wealth of the world. Goods must be produced, but they need not be distributed. And in practice, the only way of achieving this was by continuous warfare. So uh, the essential act of war is destruction, not necessarily of human lives, but of the products of human labor. War is a way of shattering to pieces, are pouring into the stratosphere. Are, or sinking into the depths of the sea, materials which might otherwise be used to make the masses too comfortable, and hence in the long run, too intelligent. In principle, the war effort is always so planned as to eat up any surplus that might exist after meeting the bar uh, bare min on bare needs of the population. Uh, in practice, the needs of the population are always underestimated, with the result being that there is a chronic shortage of half the necessities of life, this is looked upon as an advantage. It is deliberate policy to keep even the favored groups somewhere near the brink of hardship because a general state of scarcity increases the importance of small privileges and thus magnifies the distinction between one group and another. 
socialist dictator Emmanuel Goldstein's uh, description of the real reason for warfare in George Orwell's book 1984, which Amazon digitally burned on their Kindle and sent down the memory hole. Uh, so move on to this. Uh, oh, in more recent times, like they like the digital book burning and everything like that. Like you can't even buy Doctor certain Doctor Seuss books on. Uh, what eBay, but you can still get Mein Kampf. You know, it's not about it, it's about control. It's always about control. Uh, so get together and get concentrated. Uh, get concentrated. Support and move to voluntarist and libertarian communities. Uh, Libertarians are organizing all over the world in various efforts to secure an area with political sovereignty to implement so uh, societies free from the control of government. The largest and most exciting is the Free State Project, an effort that has organized over 24,000 plus activists who have pledged to move to New Hampshire and campaign actively for its political independence. The group has already moved and organized over 5,000 in the state with more arriving every week and has spent over a decade successfully rolling back laws, getting libertarians elected to office and building the political and so social networks needed for societal change. I believe if we, not, not me, this is what says this in the book, I believe if we free New Hampshire, then we ultimately win everywhere. Think about concentrating some of your firepower uh, such as activism, resources, and investment in New Hampshire, including coming out for one of the FSP's engaging events, um, Free State Project New Hampshire Liberty events, like Pork Fest, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival every June, the Free Coast Festival September in Portsmouth, or the Liberty Forum in February in Manchester, Free State Blockchain Digital Asset Conference in October in Portsmouth. Other global voluntarist and uh, liberty communities, uh, uh, Liberland in Se uh, Serbia and Croatia border Europe, Liberstad, uh, Lieb Liberstad in Norway, Central and South America and Caribbean, uh, Fort Galt in Chile, the anarchists of Al Al Acapulco in Mexico, Sharan in Mexico, the town that kicked out the government. Uh, other Sea Steeding Institute, the Oceans, the Floating Island Project, uh, the French Polynesia, the Free Society, and the Free Private Cities are attempting to negotiate political sovereignty similar to or within an existing special economic zone uh, uh, country to be determined. Uh, Caledonia represents individuals who, are, uh, who share the common value of adherence to the non-aggression principle and who voluntarily agree to associate for the purposes of trade, mutual aid, arbitration, uh, defense against all aggressors, regardless of their claims of authority, and the preservation of wealth via stable inflation-proof currencies. So, but here's the thing, uh, this, I, and I mentioned way earlier in this program about I still have a problem with libertarians because they still want some kind of government, but then uh, this is, maybe I'm mixing it up here, but if government is the biggest scam in history, like this book, proposes it to be, why are we continuing to have any form of government at all? It should just go. So libertarians wanting to make changes from within and everything, 
are we going to change it to the point where it doesn't exist anymore? Or are we just going to have a minimum amount of government? Is that just 1% of slavery? Not, is that okay? Which is, what, what is it? No, 0%. And if government is slavery, then 0% of government is what we need. Not a libertarian government, not a voluntarist government, because it's still government and is still mind control. It's still slavery, no matter which way you cut it, no matter how much of it you chisel away until it's zero, you're still in a fucking you're still under the conditions of slavery. So, yeah. So here's a bunch of you know links that I did not include. Uh, this you know the Free State Project stuff. I mean, just look it up if you're interested in moving to New Hampshire some liberty events, you know. Uh, preparedness in cryptocurrencies. Yeah, but guess what? Like, you know what? Like, I'm sure that there might be some people listening to this or watching this or whatever that might want to know more about cryptocurrencies and whatever. Go do that on your own fucking time because if the if the shit goes down and you have cryptocurrencies, those go that goes away too. <laughs> if there's no more internet, there's no more fucking cryptocurrencies. So having it all digital, I don't I, I don't know. Maybe there's something I don't understand about that. Um, I'm not gonna. Should I even bother reading all this? Because prepare for the worst. The worst is the grid goes down. And if the grid goes down, then you don't have any fucking cryptocurrencies anymore. Uh, without electricity, you don't have your crypto. Without the internet, you don't have your cryptocurrencies. Invest locally, people. Get to know your communities. In the meantime, here, so, Jesus, it's like every time I speak, that baby starts to cry. Well, I know I said I wanted to try to finish this book tonight, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And if I'm making too much noise, then I don't know. But in any case, freedom apps, blockchain, and crypto projects for di for digital li uh, liberty. Um, so the Liberator, it's literally where I got it. Like you can go get that. Um, flash drives, nice small. You know, if you don't know what a flash drive is by this point, you're you're lost. Um, some alternative uh, like search engines and oh, Jesus Christ it's a teething baby I don't know what else to say but anywho um See, now I'm quiet.
So instead of using Google, you can use DuckDuckGo, uh, which is which is what I use. Um, so the CIA, Google, uh, caught manipulating search results, autocomplete to control perception, uh, Liberator article, how the CIA made Google exposes DARPA funding and control. Project Veritas whistleblower Zach Voorhees exposed blacklists and criminality. So overview, uh, DuckDuckGo claims not to monitor uh, or retain search of, uh, results. Um, let's see. So instead of using Gmail, so all these Google, all these Google products, you know, there's ways around them. Uh, I like using the Brave browser myself, and uh, you know, I gotta switch over my email. I just had it for so long. See, that's another thing too guilty as charged um, don't use Snopes <laughs> uh, let's see use Trive um, Microsoft you know Microsoft Windows Microsoft Office I use LibreOffice it's pretty good untrust uh, yeah don't go to YouTube uh, bitshoot153news.net and library or odyssey facebook um, minds.com you can find me on minds.com for sure facebook appears to be a rebranded darpa project called lifelog has been caught censoring political speech banned alternative media organizations and manipulating emotions uh, i believe it was the same week back in like 2000 and I want to say 2009 or was it 2004 Facebook started it was like in the same week that the project lifelog was um, was like taken off the taken off the shelf and Facebook started up like in the same week uh, so yeah I mean Yep, the best thing to do is to get undeletable paper books <laughs> instead of going to Amazon uh, and having, you know, even digital books on on uh, on your on your computers or your phones. Best thing to do is to have a hard copy of the book in your hands and then hardware solutions um so purism is librem are the first high-end linux-based laptops and smartphones where the owner is in control and have complete visibility into the operating systems all bundled all bundled software and the deeper levels of the computer with hardware switches to turn off the microphone and camera uh, neuron ghost pads uh, custom laptops with the intel management engine disabled and open source trusted software uh, encrypted and uncensorable communications because organized crime government are spying on their populations the same way the Nazis Russians and East German uh, Germany Stasi did which is another proof of criminality it is important to shield your communications through encryption all communication uh, communications apps running on Apple iOS Android and a Microsoft device remain vulnerable to the operating systems being compromised and the device being screen scraped 
before encryption and transmission or after decryption at the receiving end. Use uh, Signal, which is kind of like Discord, um, Telegram, Keybase, Maskbook, Tessercube. I'll leave this up here for a minute. Yeah. Uh, open source, some decentralized social media and video sharing platforms. The goal is to have a trusted open source social media and video hosting platforms. Uh, Odyssey's pretty good. It's not the best, but it's okay. BitChute's pretty cool. Um, you know, just to name a couple here. You know. Anonymous digital cash projects. Yeah, I, I don't really care for the whole digital cash thing. So I'm just going to skip right down to <laughs> right on. Yeah, see, like, so, okay, we'll just skip that shit. I, I don't, I don't want to get into cryptocurrency. Um, you and five friends. So five is our movement and advice to create a peaceful and voluntary society. Shift 5% of your time from entertainment to education. Educate five friends. Get together at least five times a year to help others and contribute uh, 5% time or treasure to worthy causes and then we win when I look <laughs> uh, just checking the checking the chat real quick uh, shift 5%. We are awash in sedentary entertainment. Shift 5% of sedentary entertainment and infotainment. Ivan from Phoenix calls it conspiratainment. Conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> you know, into active learning, nonfiction reading, or just documentaries instead of sitcoms. Binge books. Study an issue. Yeah. Like if you're going to have, you know, I mean, a little bit of entertainment every now and then is not bad. You got to be able to call out the bullshit when you see it. Uh, and you got to be able to limit it. You know what I mean? Uh, multiply times five. Educate five more people and then have them educate five more. Create a, create a freedom cell of five friends for uh, edification, fellowship, movie nights, and parties. Uh, it's kind of like what Chris was talking about. You know, they kind of they kind of join forces like that and now look at what they're doing get together time uh, get together five times commit to helping others meeting others or learning from others at least five times a year it can be a conference or a soup kitchen a protest or a town hall or you know just uh you know just meet up somehow just be like a, a round table discussion you know study uh, 5%, try to carve out just 5% of your time each week for studying a topic of your interest. Uh, Ayn Rand said, the truth is not for all men, but only for those who seek it. Donate 5%. Voluntarism is about helping others and taking responsibility for our own communities. 
give small through micro donations and donation uh, donation aggregators like Patreon and uh, Patreon and Bitbacker.io, it is possible to easily support uh, a dozen worthy individuals or organizations for twelve dollars a month. I don't know if I really want to see people going to Patreon. I don't know anything about Bitbacker. I'm, a, I'm assuming that Bitbacker is cryptocurrency and Patreon is a bunch of bullshit anyways. They censor people left and right. It wasn't always like that, but it is like that now. Best bet is to, if you find somebody that you enjoy listening to, um, contact them and figure out through them directly the best way to donate money to them. For instance, I really like uh, Mark Devlin, and he has four books that he that he has authored. And instead of buying his books on Amazon, I emailed him and asked him, "How do I make sure that you get a hundred percent of this money?" And we figured it out, and he did. He got he got it. You know, so doing things like that uh, that's always the best way to it's always the best way to to get your money into the hands of the creator that you want to support um then there's places like the one great work network.com and every single page of every single creator's page there is a donate option on those pages you can donate directly to them you know so and then, of course, like even like what Chris and I were talking about when it comes to like you know a T-shirt or something like that. Yeah, we don't have those T-shirts necessarily in a box in our in our you know rooms or whatever. But you can find you know if you want to get a few bucks into somebody's hands, go buy a T-shirt of theirs. They get some money for that. Um, you know, you can give time and find a meetup, charity, nonprofit, or civic organization where you are involved in at the grassroots level. You can give big if you can afford it, and then consider supporting freedom and liberty movement in a big way. Water a thousand flowers as long as they are are authentic. Now that brings up the other part too: is you know you got to vet these. You got to vet sometimes and make sure that what you're donating to is authentic. Uh, thoughts on strategy. We win the free market uh, meritocracy and influential sneezers, and they positively influence the rest of society. We don't have to win everybody, just the 10 to 15% of society in the position to positively influence others, like entrepreneurs, writers, professors, media, content creators, bloggers, vloggers, and activists. Uh, water the authentic voices of the growing alternative media, like Corporate Report, Tragedy and Hope, The High Wire, Your Favorites, etc., um, uh, patron the foundations and programs focused on free market e economics liberty clean food free market health scientific truth and personal freedom advocates for self-government like the Mises the Mises Institute Foundation for Economic Education Fluoride Action Network the conscience uh, the conscious resistance network we do better Architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, Vaxxed, from a free market charity perspective, we especially like We Do Better, which is organized uh, organizing charitable, charitable voucher campaigns that redirect stolen tax dollars away from the inefficient state government programs to into individual charities. 
This program has been proven in Arizona where in 2016, 130,000 tax filers were able to redirect more than 52 million to 811 state approved charities, which are typically two to three times as efficient as the organized crime government. So, but they're still state approved. I, I don't, I don't understand sometimes. So are we, is government a scam or not? We're going to go through state approved stuff. Should we just, or maybe should we just like take a step back and just stop paying fucking taxes? <laughs> you know, they can't get all of us. <laughs> Focus on efforts exposing intergenerational organized crimes role in government and media, like the Art of Liberty Foundation uh, 5 and the government biggest scam in history exposed. Uh. Number five, focus some efforts on freeing New Hampshire, the Free State Project, and the Pre-State Project. Our plan to create 25,000 new voluntarists in New Hampshire by widely exposing organized crimes, control of government and media with book and flash drive drops. Um, the Art of Liberty Foundation. The Pre-State, oh, maybe we should go back up there. The Art of Liberty Foundation uh, is a startup. Uh, the startup public policy organization focused on spreading voluntarist and libertarian ideas through effective media tailored to visual learners, busy people, and short attention spans. Short attention spans. Uh, like me, um, whoops. Exposing intergenerational organized crimes control of the government and media and their use of government and statism as techniques to rob and control the population. The foundation produces, curates, and distributes books. Blogs, podcasts, memes, videos, infographics, and monographs that explain the best of voluntarist and libertarian ideas and expose the illogical illegitimacy and immorality of government in addition to its criminality and corruption. The foundation is focused on developing viral and uncensorable methods of spreading volunteer encoding overloaded consider turning down video settings or using a faster encoding preset shit <clears throat> foundation produces curates and distributes books blogs podcasts memes videos infographics and monographs that explain the basics of voluntarist and libertarian ideas and expose the illogic and illegitimacy and immorality of government in addition to its criminality and corruption the foundation is focused on developing viral and uncensorable methods of spreading voluntarist and libertarian news 
and content and evidence of government and media criminality through the hand-to-hand distribution of innovative physical objects, including low-cost picture books, data DVDs, and USB flash drives. The foundation is currently raising a $50,000 seed round to accelerate these efforts. Yep. The pre-state project. The symbolism behind the... uh, Yeah. So here is where, like, the rest of the... The rest of the book is just, like... You know. So, I mean, that's it. That's that. Uh, I'm just going to call it right there because the rest of it is just promotions for the book and other, you know, these free state projects and stuff like that. And the, this libertarian movement and everything like that. I'm not a libertarian, uh, per se. I'm, uh, voluntarist, sure. Uh, anarchist. Yes. I, I don't want any government at all. Not 1%, 2%, nothing. Nothing, not even point zero 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 one. Nothing. It needs to be zero. Zero percent government. None. Okay? Because it doesn't matter how much slavery it is. Until it's zero, you're still under slavery in some form. They call it voluntarist. They call it libertarian. But there's still a government there. And what and minarch, minarchists and all this other junk like these junk philosophies yeah uh, they need to go too so you know that book is very informative and there's a lot to think about through this series excuse me but um it's also not the end all it's not the solution okay we can talk. We can read that book. We can talk about. Um, we can we can talk about the libertarian you know movement and all that stuff until we're blue in the face. But until there is a zero percent uh, amount of government, we're not really free. Uh, so yeah, I I know how unattainable that sounds. Uh, you how utopian that sounds, but it can be done. Uh, if we learn morality like and we learn natural law, it can be done. It's not impossible. What, what is uh, what is so what is so crazy about about that? Nothing. So you know what? I really enjoyed reading that book though and it's been it's been fun for sure. I just, uh, I don't know. I just have a real big problem with that, with that philosophy of, of libertarianism, I guess, because it, like, I just keep, I keep repeating it (laughs) because it's still government. So there, let me see uh, what's going on in the chat. I bet, I bet a bunch of good stuff. Let's check it. Let's check it out. 
오늘 Yeah, I know. Uh, so yeah, Sean, I know voluntarists are anarchists. I, I understand that. Uh, I understand that part. I'm tripping over my words a little bit here. And so just so you know, you, you know, I understand that. And uh, it's just late. Yeah. And it's, you know, I appreciate libertarians for what they want to accomplish and and their point of view. I appreciate it because it's it's at least a change. At the very least, it, it would be a very big change to the way things are going, the way things have been going. But my point still remains the same. Like, if government is the biggest scam in history, why are we even entertaining the thought of a government existing through this book with the idea that libertarianism should be an option it's still government and it's still it's still slavery if government means mind control and you're under a, you're under the you're under the thumb of a government mind control is slavery bottom line so That is my real only problem. Uh, that is that is my real only problem with this book. Uh, it's a like I said before. It's a great resource of information. It's it's an excellent uh, excellent resource. And I still do I, I still do think that people should support Howard. You know and support this this uh, this man's you know material and his work. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that it's you know. Until we reach zero percent of slavery, you're not really free. And if minarchists and libertarians think that one percent is okay, you're still wrong. Um, and that that needs to be driven home. So I really think that in the future of this show. That's what we're going to concentrate on a lot more is talking more about voluntarism and what that really means. Talking about the association of voluntarism and anarchism and uh, how they work together and how one of them is just a better way of saying like voluntarism is like a more is almost like I don't want to say better way of saying anarchy or anarchism we should just say anarchist and why say voluntarist why euphemize it because people are afraid of the word anarchy I get it that we want to kind of ease people into this because such a drastic change can really put a shock through the system and might scare people off and it's counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish but I don't know man it just doesn't seem like uh, it just doesn't seem like something that we should really be, you know, dancing around anymore. Um, 
maybe start off with principles and explaining principles like the non-aggression principle, the self-defense principle, and, and you know, some of these uh, principles of natural law and laws of morality and everything like that. And like explaining to people how anarchy really works is something that we're, we're going to do that on this, on this program uh, in the future. Hopefully starting you know, either next week or the week after. I need to organize my material and make it presentable to you folks. And uh, we start from, we're going to start from scratch. We're going to start from the beginning. And again, this show isn't necessarily for people that already know this, but if you already do know all of this stuff, you're, you're, you know, listening, it, it's great. Thank you. I, you know, I appreciate you tuning in and everything like that. I, I really want to capture the attention of people that, are just starting out and uh and everything and try to help them uh, and try to be just one more one more you know uh, one more flavor out there one more voice because like you can go and listen to somebody like mark passio but he'll even tell you himself his presentation style is is uh is aggressive and might not be for everybody i I think that that's a load of bullshit that you should be able to listen to him and the way that he presents things. Or you could go and listen to somebody like Will Keller uh, or even Chris Jansen. You know, there's a bunch of people out there that specifically talk about the topics of morality and natural law, not just Mark Passio. Or you could go pick up a book by like Richard Weatherall or, you know, you could go study... John Locke, he was a natural law philosopher back in the back in the day. Um, you know, thing you go read some fucking books. <laughs> go read some books. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's where that's where I'm going to be taking this show in that direction, and you know that's what I think is important. So we're going to, we're going to start talking more about that. Um, it's getting pretty late. Yeah, they do. They destroy definitions all the time. It's to confuse people. That's the big thing about the word anarchy, right? And, and how it's been associated and put in, you know, it's been associated for you to hear for the regular person to, uh, to hear the word and go, Oh, that's, that's chaos. Oh, Ooh. I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, oh, no, keep that away. Keep that away. Yeah, but guess what, motherfucker? We live in chaos right now. So if, so, you know, how, how is what we have working? And if the definition, if, if there's a, the, if there's a definition of insan insanity that says, keep, you, you keep doing, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results and it doesn't work out. Aren't we living in an, in an insane cycle right now? And insanity is chaos. So shouldn't we really be trying to find something new? You know, and that's probably what the libertarians are trying to do, but it's not going to work. Government, there has always been 
one class of people thinking that they're entitled to rule over others. Throughout human history, there has never been a time in recorded human history where there hasn't existed a ruling class. And throughout human history, as that ruling class has existed, so has suffering and chaos. So if we really want to put an end to suffering and chaos, where that suffering and chaos exists because of order followers, and shouldn't we just get rid of the people that are issuing the orders? So that's my argument. And that's where I will, uh, that's where I will, that's the hill I'll die on, <laughs> you know? So I like to take my time with these words and think about them before they, before they leave my mouth. Um, see if I'm communicating them effectively to all of you people listening out there and you know, it, it's, it's high time that we start really acting and speaking out about these things. So it's almost midnight and I'm, I don't know, I'm losing steam here. I'm going to be honest. And I, uh, I think I'm going to call it a night. So I thank you all for tuning in and giving me your, your time and attention. So, uh, yeah. Good night, Sean. Good night. Uh, good night to the other, the others that are watching right now, you know, and feel free to come back next week and, uh, hopefully we have something else to present. Uh, I, ha I am James Cordiner. You have been watching A Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth, and this is me signing off. So, but not without saying one last thing, okay? Because I got to run my mouth for another minute here. Um, I mean what I say when I say that we need to speak the truth and we need to show kindness, you know, love, compassion toward people. Like I said in that interview with Chris, every day we have the opportunity to lessen the harm and the suffering that we each participate in, in one way, shape or form. Uh, really am hopeful for the future but the change needs to start now with that good night <laughs>